everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of The Organist on Cause. I'm not John Leeming, as advertised at the end of last week's show. It is, in fact, Damon Cox here, and my apologies for that. I made a boo-boo with what week was what and who was supposed to be where, and, well, these things happen, really. But John Leeming, don't worry, we'll be back in the next week. Tonight's show is a then and now. That's to say that we're going to have one track from a particular organ in its original home and one in its current home. So it's a sort of mini history lesson for four instruments. We've got a Wurlitzer, a Compton, a Christie and a Moller. And the Moller is where we're going to start things off. And yes, of course I'm referring to the instrument which Reginald Fort commissioned to build as his touring organ in 1938. The organ had five manuals and 27 ranks. And I'll sort of tell a bit of a lie, because when the organ was shipped over, of course, Fort toured the country for a short period of time before the war broke out, so the organ never really had an original permanent home. And I, for one, think that the time that the organ really got its ground was when it was installed in the Jubilee Chapel in Hoxton, where it was really known as BBC Theatre Organ Number 2. And that's where we're going to hear the first track from. It's broadcast in 1963 with Reginald Porter Brown, and usually I think that Reg sends you off into space when he sits down at the console, but actually that comment is just on this occasion because he's playing that Tornado's hit, Telstar. Reginald Porter Brown sending you off into space with Telstar. Now, the Moller left the BBC in 1960, where it was moved over to Hilversum in the Netherlands, where it was playing for some 10 years before it was shipped back over to the States and overhauled by Moller, 
and then subsequently installed in the Organ Power Pizza restaurant in 1975. This was a fairly short-lived venture, because by 1980 it had been completely restored in the Pasadena Civic Auditorium, where the organ sounds better than ever. In fact, I was thinking the other day that this must be the most travelled, at least in terms of miles, theatre organ in the world ever, having been built in America, shipped to the UK and then shipped back again via Holland. So quite a well-travelled instrument. However, let's hear it now at Pasadena and a track from one of Tom Hazelton's iconic albums and it's a track called Birth of the Blues. Tom Hazelton, Birth of the Blues at Pasadena Civic Auditorium, one instrument which I would love to hear. And incidentally, for all those people that like to think that Blackpool is to blame for the harmonic coupler uh, obsession in this country, I would like to remind people that it was in fact Reginald Fort's 
Moller that we've just heard that was responsible for introducing those particular harmonic couplers to the UK. So don't blame Mr. Blackpool, blame Mr. Fort. Anyway, let's move on now to the second of our instruments, the Compton. And the one we're going to feature tonight is the one that was installed in 1932 in the Black's Regal in Sunderland. The instrument had three manuals and nine ranks of pipes. And for a long period of time, it was used in the cinema, but was little used post-war. But in 1976, restoration began, and a new organ society up there was formed, and by 1980, regular concerts were being presented. Let's hear a track then from after that restoration took place, and it sees Ron Curtis at the console with a little-heard novelty these days called Caribbean Honeymoon. Ron Curtis' Caribbean Honeymoon, and sadly, not long after those recordings were made, the organ had to be taken out of the cinema. However, it found home in the Ryup Community Centre in Sunderland, not far from the original installation. And the organ opened there in 1992. And I've been told that uh, after a long period of silence because of COVID and various other things, that apparently events will be taking off there at some point this year. Although if that doesn't happen, don't shoot the messenger. Anyway, let's hear a track from the organ now. Howard Beaumont has a close association with this instrument, so it was only right that he made the most recent commercial CD on the organ, 
appropriately called Sunderland Revisited. In fact, Howard made an LP on the organ when it was in the cinema way back when. However, here is Howard with his distinctive stylings of Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Howard Beaumont swinging away at Sunderland on the Compton up there. Time now for instrument number three on this show, and it's the Christie that was installed in 1934 in the Pyramid, later Odeon Theatre, in Sale. The organ perhaps best known for having two consoles, the rather ornate Egyptian-style stage one and the rather blander pit console. In the days before VHS tapes and Betamax, were a thing. If you wanted to record something off the TV, you generally had to set up a reel-to-reel and record the audio only. 
which is great for somebody like me because really we're all interested in the audio. Now, I didn't think that any recordings existed of this instrument in its original home, but was delighted when I came across this extract from a TV show called Screen Test with Michael Rod as host, and it was broadcast on the 24th of December 1971, where they went to the Odeon in sale and spotlighted Mr Robinson Cleaver. Well, actually, let's hear the extract in pretty much all of its full. It seemed a pity to come to a cinema, one of the few cinemas in the country which has a working cinema organ, without taking advantage of the fact. So our guest on this Christmas edition of Screen Test is one of the country's leading theatre organists, Robinson Cleaver. That's right. How did cinemas and organs get together in the first place? Well, I think it was because the, uh, the oh, sorry about that, let's take all <laughs> it turn now. The, the uh, management thought that they should have something subsidiary to films and first orchestras, then organs, and the organ used to accompany the silent films. So mm, lots of with, with noises like that? Oh yes, you have, uh, for instance, there, if you'd like to hear one or two of the train whistle, for instance. The youngsters might remember this old hall. I wonder if they do. Siren. And while this lovely little musical clock. Play it. 
to, to do all that and to play a piece as you just played, it must be very difficult with only two hands. Well, you have a lot of stops and uh, three keyboards and actually the feet play notes as well. Some of those distinctive Christie traps there in that extract from Screen Test, which I hope you enjoyed, and apologies for the not-great audio quality, but it's quite nice to hear that organ in its original home. After it left the cinema in 1973, it was installed in the Blue Coat School in Oldham, where it opened in 1983, and after the school needed to remove the organ in 2008, it went into storage for a couple of years, but was later donated to the Church of St Mary's in Low House in St Helens, just outside of Liverpool, where the organ is now installed in the gorgeous acoustics of this huge church and sounding ever better than before. A couple of years ago, Nigel Ogden was invited to perform the official opening concert, and I was lucky enough to be able to get up there for that. So here's a track which Nigel featured a couple of years ago on the show and an extract from some music from 1934, including It's Foolish But It's Fun, The Very Fort of You and I Only Have Eyes For You.
Music from 1934, which was the same age as the instrument Nigel Ogden was playing there in its new home in the St Mary's Catholic Church at Low House in St Helens. And if you do get the opportunity to go and hear that organ, please do, because as I say, in that acoustic it really does sound marvellous. Time now for the fourth and final instrument, and we're going to throw a spotlight on the Wurlitzer that was the largest ever at the time imported into the UK, into the Trocadero Cinema Elephant and Castle, where it became very much associated with the great Quentin MacLean. The organ opened in 1930, and through many years it was featured on broadcasts, and here's just one of them, from 1959 with George Blackmore at the console and the lively waltz at Maxim's. Blackmore and Waltz at Maxim's at the Trocadero Elephant and Castle. 
Now, when the organ was removed from the theatre in the 60s, it went into storage whilst a suitable venue was found, and that venue happened to only be up the road from the truck at the South Bank Polytechnic, later known as University, where the organ opened there in 1979 with William Davies at the console. For that opening event, the organ really wasn't at his best, almost embarrassing to say the least. However, a series of uh, improvement works took place over the 80s and really got the organ sounding fine. Until in the early noughties, the Cinema Organ Society were asked to remove the organ from the university, and a whole generation passed before we could hear it again, which happened to be at one of the Trocadero Sisters theatres, the Troxy in Stepney, where the organ really does come to full fruition in its stereo-divided sound. In fact, the only place in the UK where you can really get a proper in-theatre stereo sound, so it really does sound great there. So to end this then and now show, let's take you back just a few weeks to when Robert Wolfe played a concert at the Troxy and here's an extract from a Gershwin medley he played. Nice work if you can get it, oh lady be good, someone to watch over me and wonderful.
Robert Wolfe at the Troxy, and I hope that you've enjoyed this short history lesson of just four of the instruments which have or are still in the UK, and ones which I hope you've enjoyed the variety of something old and something new. Now, John Leeming will be back at the microphone for sure next week, and I've made sure of this. I've checked the diary and I've checked what's going on, and it's definitely John next week. And he's going to be throwing spotlight on one of the great pioneers and broadcasters of days gone by, Robin Richmond, somebody who I would have loved to have met. The show is going to be excellent. I've already heard it, and I'm sure that you will enjoy every second of it. So don't forget to tune in then. And I shall be back the week after as we pay tribute to another pioneer, Paul Kerner. So on with the signature tune, Happy Days Are Here Again, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.